allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. read about the breakfast club really? every morning That's good. you guys are trending every uh, you know i drag my ass out of bed i'm like uh what happened on the breakfast club today get, get your ass up. good morning usa yo 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 he's home all right what up angela you don't see him in here i thought he was coming in all right good morning dj envy charlamagne the god peace to the planet it's thursday yes it's thursday man i feel particularly blessed this morning why? I went outside my house and there was basically no cars outside this morning. They started towing people's cars because I guess you I, they must be doing some construction on the block. Yep. And so they have four different trucks coming out, taking people's cars off the block. When I tell you I came outside, people was arguing, beefing, going crazy. But thank God my car was still there. I was like, I am so blessed this morning. That felt like, thank you, God. Were there signs there or no? You know what? I heard they put the signs up at four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. Yeah, that that well, they, they, that happens a lot. Give people now. some time to adjust, don't they? Yeah, I didn't. I, I got home and I didn't take my car back out, so I never saw the signs. Cause I think I got home around four. There were no signs up when I got home, and I went in the house, and you know I was just home for the rest of the day. So I didn't. Ha- I wouldn't even seen it. That happens a lot in uh, New York City. A lot of times when that does happen, they don't bring it to a tow yard. They just bring it to another place where, while they do the construction, and you can go to that place and and pick it up. That happened out actually outside the station one time. Uh, they were doing construction, so they towed my car and, and like moved it to another block. Oh, okay. And then I was, I had to go, you know, go there. But you know, you just that never know. Be hard. I'd be thinking my car done got stolen. Nobody wants. Well, no, you could see there was no cars on the block though. Yeah, they doing the work, so you could see them actually doing the work. I was like, I don't know why they didn't take mine yet because when I tell you most of the cars were gone, so felt like a blessing. All right. Now, um, I'm in uh, this morning. Uh, Angela was laughing at my Crocs because I have my Crocs on this morning. <laughs> And the reason I have my Crocs on is, uh, like Charlemagne always says, it's a game of inches in the morning. And it was Pause. either, <laughs> yeah, it's a game of inches. You know what I mean, when, when you're running in the morning, you, you got to, if you do something, you could be late. So when I was leaving, I realized that the sneakers I was putting on didn't have any laces in it. <laughs> so I didn't have time to put laces in them. So I was mm-hmm. like, let me just throw the Crocs on. I'll get to work and I'll put laces on them when I drive or when I get to work. Okay. I hope you don't, I hope you don't get in a fight today. No, I got my sneakers in. Oh, you gonna be? <laughs> got my sneakers in. You gonna stop? Why you don't just leave your Crocs on? Fight? And then you know, you know, Crocs got sport sport version. Okay. Oh, so you got the sport version. Yeah, I got the sport version. You got the Balenciaga ones? No, definitely not the Balenciaga. But they got fur in them too. They kind of comfortable. And Post Malone, you got the Post Malone ones. I don't know which one these are. These are great. I got them as a gift. My daughter bought them for me. So. That's nice. All right. Well, well let's listen, get... man. Forty year old feet. Crocs were made for forty plus year old feet, man. You gotta try some. Thank nah, you. I'm cool. They're actually very nice. I like slides. All right. Well, I'm let's a slide get, type of guy. Let's get the show cracking now. We have a special guest joining us this morning. 
Uh, Big Boss Ray. Issa Ray will be joining us this morning, so we'll kick it with Issa Ray. This is the last season of Insecure, so we're going to talk to about yes. that and everything else. Get she's ready on. this Sunday. It debuts season five, final season of Insecure. All right, all right, and we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, they are saying that they found some remains in a park in Florida, and they believe that they are Brian Laundry. So we'll tell you what information they do know so far. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, now sports. I just know Thursday night football. Of course, the Broncos take on the Browns. Last night, the Knicks won in overtime. Wow, 138-134. That's right. Big Knicks energy. Mm-hmm. Suck my Knicks. My brother was at the game yesterday. Was he? Yeah, he sent me a picture of uh, Michael Kaiser from Atlantic Records sitting across from him. No doubt. That, that was just a good game, though. Two overtimes, man. The Celtics and Knicks were going at it. Like, that's were. a hell of a game for a season opener. If, yeah. you, if you had tickets to that game and you was at that game, you, you, you was in for a treat. You saw something great. Yeah, so the uh, Wizards beat the Raptors. The 76ers beat the Pelicans. Uh, the Spurs beat the Magic, and the Kings beat the Trailblazers. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, authorities did find a backpack and a notebook that they believe belongs to Brian Laundrie. Now, Brian Laundrie has been a person of interest in the murder of Gabby Petito. We've been hearing this story for quite some time. Uh, right now, a medical examiner arrived on the scene, and they said a formal identification could take a while, as they did also find some remains. So the parents actually wanted to go and search for Brian Laundrie. You know, it's been this whole big manhunt looking for him ever since Gabby Petito went missing. And then they did find her body. Uh, She died from strangulation. And so now they found these apparent remains. They said it might take a while to identify who it is because it was in an area that had been underwater until recently. Now, Brian Laundrie's parents were on the scene when the remains were found. Apparently, they helped law enforcement with finding some items at the park. According to their attorney, they informed the FBI and the Northport Police Department that they wanted to visit the park Wednesday morning to search for their son. Law enforcement met them there, closely accompanied them as they entered the park. As they went further into the park, that's when uh, they did find some of his belongings and then his remains. Now they asked, why did the parents choose to go to that park on Wednesday? And apparently it was the first day that it was reopened to the public. Yeah, we knew we knew he probably had, uh, had killed himself. I saw something else interesting too. You know, 50 Cent posted something yesterday. He said nine, at least nine bodies have been discovered during the search for Gabby Petito and uh, Brian Laundrie in the two months since they was reported missing. Yeah. Is that but- true? Um, I mean, that's what, that's what we've been hearing. I don't know. I got to research that extra. That's so. crazy. Is that in that park where people go in that park and, you know, they don't survive? I don't know. He, they, he, they, didn't put no, he, he, just, he didn't put no context to it. He just put the pictures of the people and mm. he put it, at least nine bodies have been discovered during the search for Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry. I was like, damn. All right. And a new Delta descendant is supposed to be rising in the UK. So this new variant is known as AY42. And it's accounting for an estimated 6% of cases uh, in the week of September 27th. That's the last week with complete sequencing data. So right now they said it's still at a fairly low frequency, but they're saying it's been an increase and it's on the rise. So people have to be careful. And as you know, the FDA has authorized booster doses, but now they've also authorized Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. And they've said, again, you can mix and match. That's okay if you get a booster shot and you got a different one. You can use Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, one of those boosters, regardless of of which one you got in the beginning. I don't know, man. That feels like wearing Adidas and Nike. 
That, yes, that, 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 I wouldn't feel comfortable if that, was, if that was the case. If you had a Pfizer, then you wouldn't got a Moderna. feel like you, could st- you should stay on brand, right, if you're going to do it. I, I would think the same. Yeah, I would say I'd rather keep my same seat. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning, get it off your chest. It's a little heavy. I I, I want to forewarn you guys. Uh, Charlamagne, I'm going to need your help with this one too, King. So I'm sleeping with a DL NFL player. It's a little abusive. Uh, Mental abuse, physical abuse. And I want to get out, but... They, you know, he's talking about, you know, I'll kill you if you try to leave, you know, and I'm not going to out him at all, you know, because I'm not that tight. But, you know, I'm trying to get out, but I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know what to tell you, my brother. I know I would tell you the same thing I would tell anybody in an abusive relationship. That's not going in well. Um, I would suggest getting a restraining order. Have you done that? No, because I want to remain. You don't want to out the guy. No. But here's, it, here's my whole thing, right? He's not concerned about your safety or your well-being, but you're putting that ahead of him threatening you. I mean, I think that's what that's all you would have to tell him. You know, you distance yourself, and you know, you say you're not gonna put up with the abuse no more. And if he says something crazy to you, then you say, "Look, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna go to the authorities if you don't leave me alone." If he's an NFL player and he got a lot to lose and he got some sense, I'm pretty sure he would back off. Because this is your life on the line that we're talking about, right? Right, right. You feel like your life is in danger. If your life is in danger and this person is not stopping what he's doing, he is the person that's causing you to do this. If you have to go to the authorities and whatever comes out, comes out, that's not on you. That's on him. Yeah, I'm just like, I just don't want to end up on the Wendy Williams show, TMZ, the Breakfast Club. Nah, I mean, you you wouldn't end up on that regardless, but I I would definitely do what they say. I I would have a conversation to say, hey, I'm scared. Uh, I'm going to file a restraining order if you don't back off. And I a, com- think, a conversation over the phone. Yeah, a conversation way. over the phone. Yeah, and I, and I Not think, in person. I think that, you know, he he would back off. You know what I mean? But it is important, like you said, your life is in danger and you don't know what somebody might do to you, right? Did he say... Did so he, even did saying he, that might... Did he say his life was in danger? Yes, he said he feels uh-huh. like his life is in danger. He's threatening him. I didn't hear the life yeah, was in danger he, threatened, he threatened my family. He was like, if you leave, I'll hurt you, you know. And you don't know what somebody might do. And so for him doing those right. things, there are definitely repercussions for him. Then I, I ain't going to front. If, if you feel like he's going to do it and he's capable of doing it, I will get a restraining order, bro. And like, by the I way, if, and by the way, if you can call the radio station and have this conversation, then you can have this conversation with him over the phone because he's probably going to hear this conversation, sir. You know what I mean? So you might as well let I mean, Maybe he'll hear this and back off. Who knows? But what have you what have you said to him so far already? I did tell him that I I would call the cops. He was like, you know, I'm not afraid of the cops. Okay. And I and then he was like, well, I, I told him I was like, are you, you know, our business will be, you know, public if I call the cops. He was just like, call them. Hmm. You know, a little crazy. All right. I just want you to put your safety above you worrying about outing him, because this is his fault. You're not trying to do that. But in the interest of your family's safety and your safety, we don't know this is a, if this is a real threat or not. I'm just concerned about you, and you should be concerned about you, too. Appreciate you, Yee. I'll, I'll, I'll DM you. I'm going to um, do that today. I'm going to go to the authority. Okay. I, I think that's great. I'll DM great. you today. Okay. All right. Get Thank it off you. your Thanks chest. Thanks, 
Peace, King. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hey, hey. who's this, Dre? Get off your chest. Hey, man. Charlotte, man, I heard you say something about if um if DJ Envy got into a fight with his Crocs on, he'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I got in a fight with my Crocs on. I put them things in sport and uh, what they call it? Sports mode? Sport mode, yep. Hey, and I put the paws on my niece then. Okay, I mean sports mode. What Wait, you have they put the Crocs in sports mode. Yeah, what is they that? They got two different modes. They got comfort mode and they got sports the mode. Back. They put, put the, the back. Hook look, let me show you. Heel. That's so look, look, mode. see, look, this right here. If this is in the back, that's sport mode. If this oh, is in the front, it's a strap. Okay, yeah, it's a strap. I thought y'all had like some type of electronic. I got in sport mode. I was running this morning. They in sport mode. Hey, sports mode is secure. I ain't rolled my ankle or nothing. Like I seen him. I got my, I got my, I got my business off, and I left him alone. Bro, so you had time though. You saw, you saw him, so you had time to adjust the. Crocs real quick. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I don't condone dead beatings. Who knew gotcha. that Crocs had sports mode? They got mode? sport mode, man. Now, now, bro, you got you got the ones with the fur on it or you got the regular ones? The regular joints because they like, they, they come through while driving them. Nah, you got you to you uh, upgrade to, the, to the, the little fur on it, man. The little fur on it makes it even better, bro. I like socks. My feet be sweating. I, I like it. Uh, uh, yeah, it depends on where he lives. Yeah, nah, if he nah, lives nah, in nah, place nah, warm. Socks, is comfortable. All right, but have a good one, bro. All right, y'all. See, brother's branding on with Brandon with Crocs. Hello, who's this? You gonna start an organization called for Crocs? Yeah, this is Mike. How y'all doing? What What's up? What's wrong with you, man? Uh, I Not you, bro. I um, to speak to uh, DJ Envy. First of all, I want to say God bless everybody in the, you know, the show. I listen to y'all every morning. I love y'all, you know what I mean? And I was trying to talk to DJ Envy about uh, yeah. the house, buying houses and getting real estate. Right now, I'm at a, uh, I think at a good spot where my sister's selling me her house. For one hundred and fifty thousand, and you know it's at a low cost. And right now, Zillow the house is going for over two hundred and twenty thousand. So I just wanted to know if you could, you know, enlighten me on some steps on how to get the house. And I mean, well, you got to buy. So you got to buy it through a bank, right? She just not gonna finance it for you. You have to go through a bank, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. All right. So how's your credit? Your credit good? That's the first thing. Is your credit good? Uh, it's around six fifty. Okay, that's that's good enough. You need to get a little further up, but six fifty, I give you a, a decent rate. Uh, and the next thing I do, I would look for financing uh, a bank to make sure that, that they can uh, finance that loan. But you just got to make sure that that house is worth that. You said it's uh, currently houses in that area going for about 220 You said that's worth 150 But how much work needs to be done? Is the house in good condition? Or no, it, uh, I did. I did. Uh, this, is, this is not a house that needs work. This is a house that I was renting from my sister from, from day one. And I actually put new sheetrock on the wall. I did new flooring all by myself in the house. The house is in good condition. If the, if the house is in good condition, it sounds like a good buy. I mean, I can't tell you without seeing it, but if you did your due diligence and you said the house is worth two twenty, she's doing you a favor and telling you to do for fifty. That's a seventy thousand. That's seventy thousand dollars in equity right there. So I, it sounds like it's good to me. Yeah, and it's, it, I'll be, this will be my first time buying a house. It'll be my first, you know. Yeah, so you could get an FHA loan. I'm worried about. I'm worried about saying the bank don't. Don't give me the wrong, you know? And that's why I need your guidance if I could go to like a... Can I constantly looking at you and see you on right, uh, right. YouTube videos? I'm, I follow you on RG. I even messaged you saying I was I was getting the tickets to go to your seminar that's coming up December 5th. Yeah, yeah, New York. Yeah, we're doing a so, seminar you know, at the Jacob Javis Center in uh, New York. We, yeah, we're yeah. going to be talking about a bunch of things. We're going to talk to people that are first-time home buyers. Angela Yee is going to come. Angela Yee owns a bunch of properties. She's actually looking at some Airbnb, so she's going to be talking about her struggles and the things that she's been through and the money that she's made. But, yeah, I, I would do this. The, the next process, bro, would be to call... Um, 
to call a finance company to see if you could get finance. One of the companies is, I, I, I use Matt, the mortgage guy, but like I tell everybody, call numerous people. Just don't trust one person because somebody might be trying to get over on you, right? So just call a couple of people, see what the rates are, see the best they can do, and then go from there. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's what I'm trying to do is I don't want to let this opportunity go up. Ho- that's why I'm hold trying on. to put my foot in the door. All right, well, hold on. I'll get you his information, bro. Hello, who's this? What's up, my guy? What's up, my <laughs> guy? Hey, where's Charlemagne at? I'm right here, King. What's happening? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's man, going on? How you doing, Angela? What's up, Matt? Nah, I ain't doing too bad, you know. I've been sipping a little bit. Just got home from the bar. Ah, yeah, what I you was tell. drinking? What you was drinking? Uh, I had a little bit of that twisted tea. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, y'all hit with that, man. What's twisted tea? What's in that? Uh, it's like uh, Long Island. Oh, got you, got you. I hope you're not driving, King. Did you drive? He just said he got home. Did you drive home? Uh, yeah, I mean, no. I, I, my cousin has a bar right down the road, so we... Not smart, there. not smart. But you I drove. How, What's wrong not with you? Smart. You're not supposed no, to... Like, like, I could, like, I'm right at the, like, the bar is right around the corner from no. my house. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be driving, even if it's right around the corner. No, no driving. I'm, I was just sitting in my car. <laughs> Yo, you're a liar, man. Listen, yeah. I'm... I'm a big fan of all of you guys. I, I watch all your podcasts and everything like that. Okay. And, uh, yep. Charlamagne, you you the truth, bro. You be telling these motherfuckers how it is, man. I appreciate that. Do you have to work? I appreciate you, King. Do you Thank have you, to work brother. today? Uh, nah, I, I'm off today. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, get some sleep, man. Well, good. Get some sleep. At least you get to sleep in, bro. You're going to throw up in a little bit. I, I appreciate you guys taking the time Ooh. to take my call. I smell the liquor right, coming brother. out your pores. Yeah, you're going to throw up in a second, man. I hope so you're really just, home, man. Nah, I hope nah, you're really home. Nah, nah. You're going to meet Earl in a little bit, man. Hey, I, I don't know no Earl. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to throw up. He's not, he not in that He not in that type of space. Yeah, he just needs something I, I to eat. Know. He's pretty close. He needs something to eat and some sleep. That's all. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes. And who is going to be possibly the world's first trillionaire? We'll tell you what they're saying and why. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, according to a prediction made by investment firm Morgan Stanley, Elon Musk could become the world's first trillionaire. You know Why? Why? Because of SpaceX. Oh. Yes. Thank God we invested in that, right? Mm. SpaceX was founded in 2002. They wanted to send humans to Mars while bringing down the cost of space travel. And that alone right now is they're saying uh, Tesla's net worth is about $850 billion, which is almost 30 times the $30 billion worth of SpaceX. But they are predicting that SpaceX will help make him the first trillionaire. And I'm surprised with Tesla. I'm surprised that that, 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 as a new car manufacturer that it was able to come out and people were able to feel comfortable enough to buy it and support it and purchase it. That's, That's very surprising. There's no telling what emoji uh, he going to send to Jeff Bezos if he hits that <laughs> trillion dollar mark. He'll probably get Kanye West and one of Kanye West writers to write him some bars to spit at Jeff, Jeff Bezos if he hit that trillion dollar mark. Well, SpaceX is still privately traded. So once that goes public, you can imagine. And I was also looking at Pinterest, right? You see PayPal is discussing a $45 billion acquisition of Pinterest. I love Pinterest. So I use it all the time. A trillion dollars. What where, you supposed to do with a trillion dollars? Where's all this money coming dollars. from, though? Where, like, where is this money coming? Like, everybody seems like they're just spending money, but like, it's just. I, well, it's just, because they're making money. 
Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Cars are yeah, overpriced. We... Houses are overpriced. But if you guys are thinking about jumping into the stock market, pay attention to everything that's going on right now. So I did the pre-IPO for Pinterest also. So, mm-hmm. All right. Now, Ebony K. Williams is talking about the Real Housewives reunion that's not happening. TMZ caught up with her, and here's what she had to say. I am. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I feel like not having a reunion was a missed opportunity. Every city of every season of every Housewives show has had one, and I don't think there's any reason why New York season 13 should not have had one. That said, all it means is there's more unfinished business to pursue for season 14, and I'm here for it. I mean, we're all adults, right? And so I think the opportunity to discuss what happened, what transpired, is essential to the authentication of season 13. Am I wrong, or did they say the ratings were so bad, that's why they didn't do a reunion show? That's nonsense, though. I, I mean, mean like, I, there's I, all kinds of rumors flying around about why. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, the producers of Real Housewives in New York need to thank Ebony K. Williams, because if it wasn't for her, what would they have been talking about from that season this this year? Well, what do they ever what, talk what, about on... Talk about a lot from Real Housewives in New York? That's not the first time I've heard of that show before, Ebony, but I'm talking about this particular season. All people could talk about was Ebony K. Williams, so they need to thank her for the, the attention she brought to that show. And it's weird because they're the ones... I, told, I actually told Andy Cohen this yesterday. They're the ones that I did his uh, podcast, our radio show. They're the ones that were filming her. So being that they were filming her, they were the ones producing it and editing it, so they were the ones putting out that 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 footage that, I guess, I guess got the people talking. Yeah, so they no. knew what they were doing. Yeah, but I think they thought it was going to uh, be... I think... I, th- I think they thought it was going to be good, but it just it was just too redundant, and, and it, it just made it just everything was bad. That whole season well, was just bad. Well, they kept people talking. It did, and that's that social media conversation matters in this era. Well, you know, they spoke to me about Real Housewives of New York. You was gonna do it? No, oh. but we had a whole uh, conversation about it because I'm friends with Leah McSweeney, and she's on the show. So they were trying to bring a black person on, basically, because I was, and I told them I said I don't feel like this is representative of what New York is like. If you think of New York, you don't think of the cast of Real Housewives of New York. Not at all. And so we had a whole conversation about that, but it just, you know, I don't is know. Is New York one thing? No, New York, one of the most diverse places right, in the Right, but that show is not diverse. That was my point before this last season. You know, they just but added... I mean, a- like, I, mean, I mean, when I say diverse, I mean it's different groups in New York. So it's not even like it got to be a group of friends that are all diverse hanging out together. Like, you got... You know, rich white people. You got black people. You got uh, Latinos. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they were trying to make it diverse. They were trying to, you know, they were I trying guess, to represent, represent more of what of, New York is yeah. like instead of one little tiny bubble. I guess mm. is what it is. And then I also feel like what they were saying was there was so much happening in New York with the protests and everything going on. How could you even have this in New York and not address any of that? Imagine just their point of view on the show. It just wouldn't be representative. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, now, uh, next hour, don't forget, Issa Rae will be joining us in about I'm 15 minutes. I'm excited for that. Big Boss Ray. Right, Big up, Boss Ray. Mm-hmm. But up next, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about this uh, girl who is 18 years old who ended up marrying her 61-year-old godfather. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audiobooks, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front-page news. 
Now in Thursday night football, the Browns take on the Broncos. Both of their uh, season, the uh, record is 3-3. Three and three. Now Major League Baseball, uh, the Astros beat the Red Sox 9-1, and the Braves beat the Dodgers 9-2. to Too many NBA scores I gave them earlier. But what else we got, Easy? All right, well, let's go to Florida. And we are going to talk about a 61-year-old man, Michael Hogwick, who is being labeled a predator because he married his goddaughter, Deja, as soon as she turned 18 years old. By the way, he also used to date her mom. So That's it's wild. interesting that he's the godfather who also dated the mom, and now he's married to the goddaughter. So somebody posted, you guys, this girl is 18, and she just married her godfather who used to date her mom. He's 46 or 47. Uh, they have a two-year-old. It turns out he is 61. And he has three other kids. He's been dating and grooming her since she was 14. I'm sick to my stomach. And so here is what Deja has to say in response to all this. Why the f*** would you think that I want to sit around and be with a young that want to f*** other people and want to don't got his mind made up, don't know what he want, don't want to commit, don't want to get out of his mama house, don't want to do that. Why the f*** would I want that? That's not what I want. I want to be with a nigga that know what the f*** he want in life. F*** y'all opinion. Okay, and if he a predator, he my predator. He's mine. He's not with y'all. I'm 18, so I'm grown. Now, they also have mm. old photos that show him holding her when she was just a toddler. And when she was 17, she admitted that she was dating someone, but she kept it a secret until she turned 18 and then got married. Wow. Well, God bless her, man. I'm sending her healing energy. She sounded like she needed it. All right. Kodak Black commented on the story. He said, SMH, my daddy did the same ish, left us to start another family with his goddaughter. I was about nine, but I ain't judging nobody, though. To each his own, it could be true love. That's that's. That's that's wild. I got a I got a goddaughter named Deja too, but that that story is wow. I'm sending everybody in that situation healing energy. Now, Mike also the the godfather husband Mike said it seemed like I'm the only N word in this town have married a young woman, but since it's me, they got to have something to talk about. Looks like little girls are jealous of my wife, but keep on promoting us. I love it. I don't know if he ate that. All right, now let's talk about U.S. surgeons. For the first time, a pig kidney has been transplanted into a human. So this procedure was done at NYU, the um, center at NYU. It involved use of a pig whose genes had been altered so that its tissues no longer contained a molecule known to trigger almost immediate rejection. The recipient was a brain-dead patient with signs of kidney dysfunction whose family consented to the experiment before she was taken off of life support. So for three days, that kidney was attached to her blood vessels and it maintained outside her body, giving researchers access to it. They said the kidneys function looked pretty normal. Really? And it made the amount of urine that you would expect from a transplanted human kidney. So... I thought they said it lasted like 54 hours, though. Yeah, I mean, this is what this is the uh, experiment that they've done so far. They're saying this experiment because this is still just an experiment. That's why they the family had to consent to it, and they were already going to. Um, so did it do take well her off or, of life or it didn't do well? But they did say it maintained outside her body. By the way, it was attached to her blood vessels, maintained outside of her body because they wanted to study it. Right now, they've been working for decades on the possibility of using animal organs for transplants. But they have been trying to figure out how to prevent immediate rejection by the human body. So it did not immediate reject, immediately reject that uh, kidney. So it's some progress. Okay. If you needed it. I don't know. And that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Issa Rae will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Issa Rae. Of course, this is the last season of Insecure. Yes.
Well, not yes to last season, but yes to Issa Rae. Okay. So we're going to talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Big Boss Ray. <laughs> Big Welcome. Boss Ray. I'm back. What's up, guys? Coming in here looking all fly. In well, the morning. thank you. you I'm a little hot. I'm not going to lie. You hot? <laughs> yeah, okay. but if I take this off, my nipples will show. I was told. So. Well, that's what five years, $300 million look like. <laughs> with HBO. Your five years. <laughs> she got that NBA Max deal, baby. <laughs> Come on, give her you know, round of applause flowers. You see the, well, we, we tried to do the Easter Ray, but the S deflated. We just, we just take What did you think this was when you walked in? <laughs> Y'all be having hella stuff in here. So. That's true. That's oh, your name. Unfortunately, it says Easter Ray. Yes, no, one of the S's weren't, wasn't blown up. <laughs> They're deflated. Okay, that's okay. I'll take what I can get. But we got food beautiful. and we got champagne yeah, and right. uh, Prosecco. Give me some. Daniel! <laughs> yes. We want to give you your flowers. This we appreciate is so nice. your work. Yes. Thank you. And that's your flowers. That's Ace of Spade, right? And my flowers. Do you realize the impact you have on black people, but especially you know, young black women? I mean, I try not to think about all that, but people have been really generous about mm -hmm. like saying, you know, how the show might have influenced them, how, to, how it might have made them feel like they could do it and that that's special to me. We've been doing this show for 11 years and I've never seen a lot of black women here as excited for you coming today. <laughs> like those three women out there work on my TV show, Rachel, Bree, and Leilani Shout and they were them. all super excited to see you. Not even that, Taylor. Was Taylor, like, yeah, she was like my best my friend. Best friend. I was like, who's your best friend? I never met her. She that's was like, Issa Rae. I'm like, get out, get out, get out. Uh, Nyla who works up here, she got her makeup done. Yo. Put on a fresh shirt all because a you were coming. <laughs> that's, that's love. Is it surreal you. though, seeing the, the impact? Hell yeah, it's surreal. I, I don't think it really hit me until we announced that the show was going to be ending. And mm -hmm. then it was just like all the love. It, it, it made me uh, emotional. And when I think about, you know, I've talked about it a million times before, the shows from the 90s and the impact that they had on me, I hope that, you know, we'll have an impact on the next generation in the same way where they cherish it with their mm -hmm. own memories. Well, let's get to the Why'd you Why'd you decide to kill off Lawrence this season? <laughs> Um, you know, he had, he just had to go. He had his time. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence wow. had to go. Just because he had a, he, he just had, had a new to, baby. I mean, um, his baby's got to die. That's just, <laughs> that's just my motto. <laughs> you got to die. Outside babies. You Let's just die. take that quote and take it out of context. He's a racist. People, baby, got to die. Show up, bud. Okay. So for people that don't know, why are you ending Insecure? I mean, since season one... I knew that I wanted to have five seasons and I talked to Prentice about it. He was like, how long you want to go? And I was like, five. And he was like, okay, sounds about right. Mm -hmm. But it felt like that's the, the amount of time to tell a concise story. I like shows that I could watch with endings and I like to leave when I feel... At your high. Yeah, like don't overstay your welcome is, is a big motto. And um, also just like I've been saying professionally, it's one thing to, to be a part of a show mm -hmm. that you love, but like asking people to give five years, actors, writers, whatever it is, of their life to a show felt like, you know, it feels like a lot. And I know six people or seven, get, I don't think they would complain. No. I, I don't know, I, I, man. I, I, like, mm -hmm. I feel like it ended at the right time. Like, we all still love each other. Mm -hmm. People get other opportunities. 
So I feel like that was also just timeline wise good. Yeah, what about the insecure no. movie? Is that is that a possibility? Just, 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 we got a whole we just haven't even seen the thought. Let's just skip over that. No, not even. I just don't want to do a movie. What do you need a movie for? Like we did it for for five years. I just and I don't get hype about movies. I like the Sex in the City movie, but any other show movie, mm-hmm. I've never been like, yes, mm-hmm. woo. Now, nah, girlfriends had a movie, we'd get hype. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I know you get hype. I love my girlfriends as it is, but actually, to your point, like so that they could feel like because the strike everything up yes, in there's no closure. That. Right, they didn't That's have, right. they did, but you are ha- having closure on this. We're on having this, closure, yeah. but yes, I actually I could see that because they don't have the same closure. Now let's get to some real topics from the last season because we got a flashback. So you and Molly may or may not be friends again, right? Are there things because sometimes friendships go through ups and downs mm-hmm. that are unforgivable? While say somebody you've been friends with as long as you've been friends with Molly, are there things that she can do that you can say I can't ever forgive that yeah I mean I'm big on like betrayal Mm -hmm. if there is to the other point if a a friend of mine like I've never even thought about entertaining anybody that my friends have dated you know so that is a a big thing like don't in my same pond Mm -hmm. Um, even in the industry isn't that kind of hard in the industry though I don't really have industry uh, issues like that, but I understand. I feel like men are more also open to dating (laughs) the same. It's weird, right? It's weird. No, it's weird. weird. Y'all be overlapping. I've seen it. We was just talking about that last week, and I'm like, oh, damn, they just be passing it. I'm not commenting. She just had a party with Diddy, but last year got nothing to do with that. Okay. Envy a snitch, boy. Envy would drop a dime in a heartbeat. Envy. Anybody else you want to name that we don't know about? You should continue. What about if she's she's posting subliminals about you on social media while y'all are going through your riff? That's childish, but I feel like if we can come back from it, but it's childish. What if she tells your business to people? That's what kind of business, you know, because I've had that happen. You know, I have friends that have loose lips, but, you know, it depends on what you're telling. Right. They're like, you know, Issa got some, um, she had gonorrhea. That's (laughs) that. That's that you gotta go. Gracious, it's yeah. like why are you why are you loose lipped about that? And I don't have gonorrhea, so well, oh. it goes away. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> okay. Are, are you sad about the final season of Insecure? Have you thought about it? Because I know you saw I saw you do a Insecure Fest the other day, so y'all had to watch like all the seasons. Oh yeah, we're doing um, so Insecure Fest is actually this Sunday. We did like oh. a watch party catch up. Okay. And that was really fun. And that, that made me nostalgic. That made me, like, proud of what we had done. Mm-hmm. It made me look back on some stuff like, God dang, this is what I was working with. But it was in general, like, you know, it was special. But I'm not sad. I feel like it's time. Really? Yeah. I'm excited, if anything. I mean, And I'm excited that people are excited about the end of the show right now. Mm-hmm. And because I know they're going to be mad later. Now, now how is project- rap-ish framing up? Ooh, it's going really well. Like, I'm in Miami right now just making the show but it's gonna be very different and it's like an all new cast for the most part and they're killing it what's your mind frame when you do something new do you try to beat insecure but like i gotta beat these numbers i gotta beat this record is that what your your mind frame is it no because i'll kill myself my mom mind frame is like i want it to be different like there are a couple scenes that you know i picked out where i was like oh i don't want people to think about insecure like i want it to stand on its own and be its own body of work but the comparisons are going to be inevitable mm-hmm. you know but i'm hype about it is there a soundtrack for your label that's going to go along with rap? Yes, absolutely. Like it's a, That's why I'm excited about it, too, because it's set in the music world. Um, it's really music-centered. So absolutely going to get a soundtrack. The The music is already great. The girls you're a lightweight rapper yourself. Uh, not after watching <laughs> this. I'm like, mm, I'm never rapping again. 
Do people walk up to you and rap up, rap to you in the street randomly? Yo, that just happened to me in Miami last week. <laughs> and this dude was like, don't make me like, I'll rap alongside you. And I thought he was trying to get signed. And I'm like, you're a rapper? He was like, oh, no. I was just, <laughs> I was just been. How do you feel about that when they do it? I mean, it's a little awkward. I don't know what I'm supposed to to do, but I, I vibe with it. If it's good, I vibe with it, but I can't do anything for you, you know? Yeah. Like, Nyla and Bree, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> they, was, they was plotting on it earlier. No, <laughs> they was, was, they was like, y'all got this rap I've been practicing in the mirror for Issa. Don't do it. Oh All right? Yeah, Keep it cool. It's a little awkward, but, you know, I'll receive it. They <laughs> gotta do that to y'all too, right? I'm sure All people... The time. All Has anyone see. been good? Like... No. <laughs> You're a liar. Okay, I have tell, one situation. Tell, tell them the two people that you... Could have had probably back in the day. Um, they played me J. Cole early on. Uh, uh, when he was idiot. in St. John's, early, early on. So he Did you know. actually listen to it? A little bit. Bryson and he, Tiller? And Bryson Tiller. Mm-hmm. Those two. For J. Cole, what, what was your response? You know what? It was early on. This was when he was in college. My manager and his um, his wife are related, cousins. So they played it early on. I just didn't get it yet. I, I didn't think he was there yet. Mm. And he's lying. And he, he said no he's ear. broke. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> But I'm like, he's in college. I didn't say that <laughs> he's on the come up. No, Give him a chance. I just didn't think he was there yet. And then Bryce until I just didn't, I didn't hear. It was, I just. And are you fans of both now? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. All right, we got more with Issa Rae. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Issa Rae. You got married during the pandemic. So how has that been, marriage in the pandemic? On top uh, of each other all the time. On top of each other. Well, not um, like that, not literally, but you know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'm good. You know, like we went to France, and my friends just happened to be there. I was just doing a photo shoot, and you know, the <laughs> celebration happened. It's amazing to me that you grew up in a generation of oversharers, but you don't overshare <laughs> nothing. Like folks from that generation, mm-hmm. I respect that about you so much. Like, how did you avoid being an overshare? in the social media era? I think I did overshare in the beginning when it was just your friends, mm-hmm. you know? Really? Like on, on Facebook, you know, even early Twitter days, I remember, like, I was a stupid person at my job tweeting about how much I hated my job. You were one of those. I was one of those in 25, 26. We had to fire somebody once for that. Well, not here, but at my old job. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I made fun of people for doing that. And I was like looking at my old tweets and I was like, what the f***? Did I really do this while working What was you working at? I don't want to say. Because <laughs> there's still no, no, I should have been grateful to have that job, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I, I overshared how much and I only really stopped when I realized, oh my gosh, I'm getting more attention. And I always say like, I did post, you know, my significant other one time, like a vague picture. And one time these girls who I didn't know, I saw in the comment, they just wrote something like benign, like, see, I told you. And I was like, oh, uh-uh. see, <laughs> I don't know I what they're talking what? about. I don't know. I was like, I don't know what this, they're talking about something that I don't have control over and I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. And also I'm a, like, I be nosy. I know mm-hmm. what it's like to be nosy. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want that for me. Does he make him feel insecure? Too. I was about like, does he ever get insecure? insecure. Like, you love me. You don't be posting me on your she gram. She probably would not marry somebody who felt like that. That part. I just want to know why you waited to get all this money to not floss. Like you was flossing before you had all the money. I was flossing before. No, I'm saying you said you used to overshare. So, but oh, I mean, show us what that 300 million look like. What is this number? Big boss, what is this number? He's a bird. He's a bird. I just respect it. I respect what Issa has come from and what she's doing. That's all. This NBA number. 
right. denied it, though, when it first came out. The actual number was five years, 40 million. I saw you shoot that down immediately. Yes, I did. Why? Because it's incorrect. It was bigger. <laughs> it's, it was the it 300 was like I'm talking about. All right, all right. It was, it was just incorrect. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm proud. I feel like you know, I worked hard. I was, I was lightweight insulted at that number. Like for five years, you think I'm gonna give my up? Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. That number, but I'm blessed, and we're getting to work. Did the bundles get better after that deal? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Stupid. You're the worst. But did they though? Yeah, I mean, of course they did. Word, 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 word. That's it. That's your interest. I'd like to know. I like to know how people spending a little bit. You know, like I mean, I uh, I splurge off. Of, I really only splurge on food. There's not much to to floss with me. Food and then yacht. You, know, you be saying yacht. Parties. Yes, yes. yes. Clothes. I love parties. Yeah, very nice clothes. I do, but I get to return them. To be honest, if I'm being a hundred percent transparent, like my only splurges, you get a lot of free. Shit. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like promo stuff mostly. Not a lot of times you get free stuff, but it's not like what you would. Yeah, it's true. buy. It's true. Does your team expect you to get the bill when y'all go out? Because I would never disrespect you and you know try to pay for something when I'm. What you mean? With you, like that you, would be. You, you, no, you're a man, so you got to. You've been and also you've been doing it longer, so like I, I go by that. Seniority. Really? Mm-hmm. You would have to pay. Yeah, Charlamagne goes pay. by who makes more money. Yeah, and he makes more money. He's, no, like, that, no, I'm doing okay. In life. All right, come on. <laughs> you've been doing it a long ass time, so. <laughs> But no, my team, I wish they would uh, make me pick up the bill. Absolutely you not. You take it out of the check. The, hello, exactly. No. <laughs> now, now, what did the pandemic teach you? What did you learn about Issa Rae during the pandemic? I learned that I'm more restless than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Um, that I can be a saboteur. <laughs> um, what? What is that? <laughs> Charlamagne has restless anal syndrome, and we were talking about it, and then you said the restless word restless. anal syndrome? Yeah, yeah. anal is just stuck, and it needs things to do. Wait, what? Hmm? He said, don't listen to your these people. These people are insane. <laughs> They're insane. Don't listen to them. They, they, they drinking already this morning. About, don't listen yeah. to them. What is the, what is, what's uh, the Angela E reported on that. I don't even know it. What, what is it? It's, it's a side um, effect of COVID like or something. You have to poop, but then even after you it's go, you still your have anus. to keep on going, and it just, the feeling doesn't go away. I hate how y'all interrupted such a nice, deep answer that Issa was trying to get to. You know what I mean? To talk about restless anuses. This is why this show is the way to show it. Back to the restlessness you experienced during the pandemic. I should feel like that's yes. beautiful. You that one that. word set her off. You said it. Right <laughs> I'm serious. Because <laughs> I looked at you. I was like, here go ye. Here she go. I know she coming. I know she coming. what you were saying. In the crib. Yeah, restless. I mean, I'm restless. and But I really, 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 really appreciated the pandemic. It made me also realize, like, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of us, I need a rest. Mm-hmm. I needed to just chill. And I'm, I'm at my best when I get to have time to be creative as opposed to, like, I wrote rap shit during the, the pandemic wow. and then you know it got picked up and that was a, a different thing but I wouldn't have had time right. if I didn't have that break were right. you supposed to get married in 2020 I think I read that somewhere and then had to put did you out. read it kinda Um, I was supposed to yeah the photo shoot got um, postponed <laughs> photo shoot now was there any consideration to do an hour this season per episode no we are a half hour comedy. It is in the description of the show that HBO bought. You can change so, it. No, we can't. We literally can't. Sometimes we like will submit episodes uh, for HBO's approval that are like 33 minutes and they'll be like, get it down to 28, 30 seconds. Like, that's it. So it's out of our hands. Did you have any pressure writing this season? Because you know it's the last season. You yes. know social media is very engaged with Insecure. My guy, yes. I mean, there was hella pressure. I think with one through four, we were really good about shutting all that out. But the weird thing about Four was we were in the writer's room while the show was airing. Mm-hmm. And so we got to see reactions in real time. And that was interesting. 
And then, yeah, it just adds the extra pressure when people tell you the show means something to them. When I think about other shows that have ended and they messed it up, you know, like that, that weighs on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we got freed later when one of our writers was like, we keep acting like we're ending the show and these characters' lives aren't ending. Like they're still going to live on after Mm -hmm. this. So let's... Mm -hmm. Let's treat it like we're going to write a season six. Mm-hmm. And that really changed the game. For so us. it's open-ended? Don't leave us with something open-ended. You already killed Lawrence, so you can't continue on after season five without Lawrence. I mean, anything can happen. Like a spinoff? Just die every day, B. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I love that you have killed Lawrence up. Why you kill her? I saw the script. You saw the script and Lawrence He dies. keeps on telling people on the air that somebody <laughs> dies in this season of Insecure. Yo, I saw that that spoiler happened and I'm like, where did this come from? We've never had any spoilers. People really believe you? that. Lawrence died. I would be freaking out if a real spoiler leaked. And so that's not real. That's not a real spoiler. <laughs> do you care about awards since you have, like, you're so impactful for the culture? Do, do the awards matter to you? The awards don't matter. Like, winning awards don't matter, mm-hmm. but like, getting nominated really puts your show on a map but people on the squad definitely have feelings about like ask Prentice Penny that question and he's like we should have got every award (laughs) Um, and yeah I love how he rides for us is it a real black renaissance in Hollywood or is it just like performative I'm seeing behind the scenes a lot of changes like it is hard to hire an exec right now it is hard because they're getting swooped up for stupid money so I can't afford some of the execs that I want and in that way, like I've always talked about, when black people are in positions of power, hopefully things will change, and we'll see if that's true, because mm-hmm. a lot of them are in positions of power right now. All right, we got more with Issa Rae. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Issa Rae. Charlamagne? I know it's just acting, but did you ever find yourself still in character and not liking Yvonne? Last season, when the, when the camera like, stopped. If I already knows how mad I was at her, and she was really uh, like, she's like Angela. It's a character. Just relax. <laughs> I have never been mad at Yvonne. So, <laughs> Even no. after, like, you didn't have to just like. No. Some? In fact, my my real best friend, who is based off of, she even hit me up, and she was like, "Girl, are we cool? Like, cause everybody coming from Molly, aka coming from me." And I was like, "No, it's it's just a show. This is not like the character isn't you anymore." But Yvonne played the shit out of that role. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she did. That's why we don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think on a high key level, it really affected her. Like her feelings were hurt because people turned on her so quickly yeah. from the first episode. Because right. we were trying to build. I'm gonna be to nicer it. to her. Please do, please do. <laughs> I always wanted to know when you, you you grew up in Maryland and then you moved to L. A. How was that shell shock from Maryland to the West Coast? From you know because you said you was it was like an all white school at first, predominantly yeah. white to. Black in, in L.A. How, how was that? Yeah, I mean, I was born in L.A. We lived in Senegal, um, which was like, you know, an African experience that I had never had. And then we went to Maryland. And that was a culture shock, too, of just being around. They said you, you were playing know. hockey. I was not playing hockey. Well, you play hockey? hockey? That's what I read. They said street hockey and swimming. Street hockey. <laughs> no, I was swimming. Hockey? No, I did it. But that's wild. That's so interesting. <laughs> but no, I was swimming for sure. <laughs> I played uh, soccer. Then I moved back to L.A. And yeah, that was a culture shock. And I was just, you know, candidly a little bit lame. And, you know, the kids there just didn't f*** with me. 
Because you were the, the white black girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate when people say the white black girl. I mean, they're not you, but I just hate when but that's people that's say that. But I was also lame. Like, I was also just really <laughs> What does that mean? Though? What does <laughs> lame mean? I was just too eager. You know, I was just pressed to make friends. I liked being the class clowns, and my jokes just weren't hitting the same. And then, you know, I moved to a private school. Uh, and then I was just, I realized that I've been, since that private school experience, I've actually been in a, a black bubble for a very long time until even insecure and having to work in, in black spaces. Because even at the private school, there was a black group, but my black mom was bubble. still like... It makes it like you quarantining from white people. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess. But my mom was just like, uh, at that private school, she was like, Mm-mm, you getting, you still too white. Like, I don't like this environment. <laughs> you're too white. <laughs> you're still playing hot Jesus Christ. <laughs> so she was like, so then she moved me to a high school that was on the border of Compton and Watts. Shout out to King Goodness Drew. Goodness gracious, that was a shell shock. Uh, but I mean, it was amazing because it was kids that wanted to be doctors. So from all over, it was a magnet school. So it was people from Compton and Watts, from View Park, like I, I came from. But we all worked at Killer King Hospital, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And working at that hospital, working in triage, seeing, you know, the ER room, seeing people in pain, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after school, like I was African-American studies major. And then after school, I was working in an African-American museum, public theater, all those things. So it was just like, oh, I I had only immersed myself into this weird bubble. And then Insecure happened. And then we were meeting with like, you know, other writers and I expanded my horizons. But in the writers, I realized, oh, I've only had this experience. Well, I want all my daughters to be lame then. (laughs) <laughs> I'm serious, you know, but that is but the thing. The that is that, that's because my daughter was, you know, she grew up the same way. She absolutely, mine too. But right. now that she's in college, she kind of she's almost in that black bubble, like she's that. So it was like it, it was a shell shock. But where I did she go? Here. She goes to NYU now. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's where I wanted to go to. But one thing you're intentional about is ownership, right? When yeah. it comes to being in your neighborhood in LA, big boss Ray, and that's it. And you know, being in Inglewood and all of that, that's important. And real I see estate a lot Ray, of, I see a lot Stop. of moves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take that though. I like real estate Ray. Right? I like, I like that. <laughs> but I do see all the moves that you're making there. So can you tell us some of the things that you have going on? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I am into the. South LA is going through heavy gentrification and that is killing me and I really just want to prioritize black residences in the community. I want to create pipelines. I want to showcase back black businesses. I want the South LA Crenshaw area to be the black version of what Koreatown is. Like Mm. I want to be able to have everything feeding into one another and that's like the grand vision. I'm nowhere near that yet but I am, you know, buying different properties to expand. Buy multi-units, Single units? I haven't yet. My dad is just like, that's where it's at. And I was like, I haven't. Because I, then you have to be a landlord, property well, you manager, people too. people to do a, a property management stuff? That's extra money. I, that'll be down the line, hopefully, because I do want to just have affordable housing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a, it's a long-term plan, and I'm learning so much. I have so much to learn. No, that's dope. I never understood why we never did that. Like, you see Italian town in, in New York. You see Koreatown. It's not mm-hmm. Italian town. It's called Little Italy. <laughs> It's Italian town. It's Italian town. Like, town. Everybody has their own places. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> Little Italy. Y'all are so immature. They are. Why y'all can't let them have that? They are. It's true. It's Italian not a thing. Everybody has their own areas but us. Their own. Uh, <laughs> we just made up a whole neighborhood. Jesus Christ. I hate them. I hate them so much. As you should. As you should. Say my last day. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
not even that far off. That sounded, that sounded a lot like Nip, though. That's what Nip was trying to do. Yeah, and I had so much respect, have so much respect for what he was doing. And I observed that. That was aspirational to me. It was inspiring. What was the whole thing? Nip was quashing beef? You had a beef you and Lauren or something like that? No. Was that the like, internet rumor? It just got blown out of proportion. I'm not getting into it. Me and Lauren are great. We're the cool. The swimmer had beef? <laughs> the swimmer, first of all. Yes. But no, there she was no. Say, I'm blood. No. Don't play with me. All right? You almost threw your sets up, East. Oh we God. saw you. Was this in Little Italy? <laughs> <laughs> it was in it, Italian, Italian town. town. Italian, Italian town. town. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're great. I love Lauren London with all my heart. There was a misunderstanding and yeah. Or did you and Nip ever talk about like doing something like real estate wise? No, we never got a chance to. My first time talking to him was at uh, one of Diddy's birthday parties, mm-hmm. you know, right before he passed. And that was my first time getting to meet meet him. But I had been, I'd seen what he was doing and I wanted to, like I, I wanted to reach out. And we were actually, I do a series called A Sip and he was going to be the guest right before he passed. Wow. So still like want to make his legacy proud and, and seeing the impact that he's had, you know, in my area and love him. You know, Issa really is one of the realists, though. And, and the reason I say that is, like, we're, we're airing this on, uh, what's it, 10, 1021. 10, okay. And that date means something to me because it's uh my good friend Jasmine Waters, Jasmine Waters, Jazz Flies, born day. And I, I say Issa's the realist for a lot of reasons, but I, I, I want to tell this story. Because mm. when Jazz was still here on this planet, you pulled up on her one day and poured into her in a way that impacted her so much and that conversation gave her so much hope and and so much optimism and I, I respect that so much because the true measure of a person is how they treat someone who can't do anything for them oh, man. so i read i I've, I've i've told you that before but i just i wanted to say that publicly because that's the type of person you are uh jasmine was amazing and you know rest in peace to her but it's also like she poured love into me when i didn't have you know anything mm-hmm. and she just invited me to her house to kick it, and mm-hmm. I liked her. And it was just like, a, I've never gotten a chance to sit with you and get to know you. And that was so fulfilling to me. And I wish, you know, I wish I had known. But uh, Well, you yeah. made her day that day. That is a fact. Yeah, and I love the fact that, like you, like he just said, there's things that you've done for people that you didn't have to and that you didn't benefit from. Like, even when I ran into you and you were like, I'm going to do lip service. Oh, um, what? And then, like, I really, I was like, oh, word. I was like, all right, I really followed up. And you really did it. But that was a big deal for me. Oh, man. Because yeah. I would never even think in my head, all right, Issa Rae about to do lip service. I wouldn't even have thought to even ask. Cause, but it, it meant a lot to me, especially during the pandemic. Fan shit. That's all it is. All right. We well, got food you. for you, too, Issa, if you want to eat. Oh, yeah, eat. they got all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? She got a long day. She for you. Why are y'all amazing? Because Thank we want to celebrate you. Celebrate Big you. Boss Ray, real estate Ray, Issa income Ray. Issa. Okay? She just want to drink the champagne. Five million, seven hundred million dollar contract. Why is that not to be celebrated? Let's speak it into existence. He's a bird, boy. I appreciate you. Cheers. 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 It's Issa Ray. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Man. Wash man. your body. White people wash your body. Wash your body. Hey. White people wash your body. Hey, hey. Hey, salute to Issa Rae. Drop on the clues bombs for Issa Rae for pulling up, man. Final season of Insecure is loading right now as we speak. Yes. I'll Comes definitely be Sunday, doing right? my own little watch party Sunday night because I'm excited. Nah, Issa is dope, man. I was, I, I was telling Issa yesterday, it's like she's like, uh, she's what 
you know what Jay Z is to 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 black men. She is to you know young young black young black women. Like young black women really really look up to Issa Rae in a real real way. And Absolutely. it's dope that it's dope that young black women got a got a role model like Issa Rae. So salute to Issa Rae. Absolutely. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kendrick. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Well, yesterday Kendrick was trending on Twitter. There were some alleged album snippets that leaked online. And one song that really made the rounds that you can still find is called Therapy Session Number 9. In my head on my arrogance, wow. Shaking and moving like, what am I doing? I'm flipping my time through the Rolodex. Indulging myself in my life and my music. The word that I'm in is a codicec. The word that we in is just menacing. The demons portray the religionists. I'm waking them one and another appointment. I hope the psychologist listening. Goodness hey. gracious. Mm. Some mm. people mm. are saying this album's going to come out tomorrow, even. Drop on the clues, Monster Kendrick. I need some K-Dot in my life. People forgot about him so fast. No, nobody forgot about Mm-mm. Kendrick. They yeah, I don't never so. forgot about nah, Kendrick. They've been talking Kendrick. J. Cole. Yeah. They've been talking uh, Drake. Not me. Not me. Goodness been telling gracious. y'all Kendrick is the leader. And let's not school. forget, he is doing the Super Bowl halftime show. He is? Yeah. You know that. Snoop. No, I didn't Dr. know Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. Snoop. Mary J. Blige. Eminem. Kendrick. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and that's I been love, announced. I, I didn't know Kendrick was I, on there. I, I love I, I love those those people you name are dope. The J. Coles, the Drakes of the world, but you know, the past decade has always been Goodness. Kendrick and Rhapsody for me. Gracious. I need to hear that again when this is when when we go to break. Goodness now gracious. another reason that people feel like it's coming out tomorrow is that his Spotify profile picture changed briefly. So it was all these little things that fans are noticing are uh, it's looking like it's about to come out any day now. And as he stated before, this is his last album on TDE. So I'm excited about this. All right. Now, more exciting music. Big Sean. He was on L.A. Leakers yesterday and he did a nine minute freestyle. You know how exciting that is? It was pretty dope, too, by the way. So here's uh, one snippet. A new advantage at birth. I stop hoping for the best. Now I'm demanding it work. I handle my dirt of good karma. Don't land on it first. Relentless how I give it all, but never give in. Just like NBA players in my girls' DMs. Steady shooting shots that'll never go in. No, forget, I'm focused on making money we never gonna spend. Ooh, true story, that huh? Boy, that boy spit too. Goodness gracious. All yes, right. He does. Now here's some more. This is exciting. Wanna win a day, games, black car, black bass, black pride. My whole life was monochromatic. I don't be wearing no skirts and dresses, but if it's an issue, I drag it. Hey, she lock on me in that motion. I came with attachments just like my last bitch. Nowadays, looking just more in the reading the caption than in the reading the passage. That's a Bernardo Wicks who wants smoke. All right, so mm. gotta love. I saw you was also at the game, the Pistons game, and Cash Doll was there as well. The two of them taking a picture together. Detroit's own. Okay. All right, now Drake and Young Thug, they are in a tight race for number one on the Billboard 200, and then Mac Miller is right behind them. So Drake and Young Thug both are supposed to do between eighty and 85,000 this week. So we'll see what happens um, when those numbers come out. And congratulations to Little Nas X. He has been honored with his own day in Atlanta, and they honored him at the Gathering Spot, one of my favorite places to go in Atlanta. And here is uh, here's what Little Nas X had to say. Take it in. Yeah, but seriously, this is amazing. I would not have imagined I would be here like four years ago when I was like at my sister's house, like on the floor. 
All right, so congratulations to him. October 20th is Little Nas X Day in Atlanta. Dope. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, the donkey of the day today is going to the Honolulu Police Department. Uh, trigger warning right now. Uh, if you got kids, this story will enrage you. If you don't have kids, this story should still enrage you, but you know, people are weird. But we'll discuss for after the hour. Honolulu Police? Yes, sir. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, donkey of the day for October 21st goes to the Honolulu Police Department. I really hate stories like this. The reason I hate stories like this is because it triggers trauma in my body. Because when I hear stories like this, when I see stories like this, I automatically feel the pain of the person this is happening to. Not even just the pain of the person this is happening to, but the person's parents. Okay, the officers that are doing this and the energy I feel always is confusion. It's always one big why. All right, the victim of this crime has to be asking why. And when it comes to the officers, I have to ask why. All right, listen to me talking to y'all like y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. Let's go to KHNL NBC 13 for the report, please. The ACLU and an attorney for the family says the 10-year-old black girl's rights were violated when she was detained and questioned without her mom, then handcuffed and brought to jail without being charged with a crime. The girl identified as NB, who has ADHD, participated in drawing an offensive sketch of another Honovai Elementary School student in response to being bullied. The next day, a parent of one of the kids who received this drawing was very upset and essentially demanded that they call the police. We asked to see the drawing, but were denied. We don't want it to be about the drawing. This is about a 10-year-old black girl who was arrested, and there was no reason to believe that she was violent. She didn't bring any weapons to school. She didn't make any explicit threats to anyone. Tamara Taylor, the girl's mother, was called to campus. She says officers told her that they were negotiating with the parent about the matter involving her daughter and that she wasn't allowed to speak with her. Taylor says she was not allowed to leave the room and did not know that at the time her daughter was being handcuffed and taken by patrol car to the Pearl City Police Station. Based on comments by the officers that day, the ACLU says they believe she was brought to the station because she wasn't taking the situation seriously after she made a comment wondering what jail would be like. A 10-year-old black girl arrested with excessive force for drawing a picture of her bully. I repeat, a 10-year-old black girl arrested with excessive force for drawing a picture of her bully. There is not a parent alive who hears that story and doesn't automatically get enraged. All right, that trauma you feel in your body right now is real. 
And it's generational because we have seen this time and time again, and it has happened to us throughout history. I have four daughters. Oldest is 13. Youngest is a newborn. I'm willing to absolutely kill you behind one of them. It's just that simple. I don't know any other way to say it. I will kill you behind one of them. How many daughters you got, Envy? I got three and one on the way. Are you willing to kill someone behind them? Yep. It's just that simple. Goddamn right. So, so I don't understand how an adult, man or woman, can do that to someone else's kid simply because I believe in karma. The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you have kids and you know how you feel about yours, why would you play with someone else's? Just think about what would you be willing to do for your kids and then ask yourself if someone violated your kid the way the Honolulu Police Department violated this 10-year-old, would you want those problems? Now, the ACLU is involved, and they're demanding policy changes from the Honolulu Police Department. They sent letters to the State Department of Education and the State Attorney General's office asking them to adopt policy changes, expunge all records of the arrest, and to pay a half a million dollars in damages for harm and suffering. I just don't understand uh, adults like this. I really don't. This is a 10-year-old girl who drew a picture of her bully. What's the reason for arresting her and using excessive force? And you got mad because she asked what would jail be like? She's 10. That's what 10-year-olds do. They are naturally curious. She probably didn't even understand the severity of the situation. She probably had no idea what the hell y'all was doing for real, for real. But even so, why were y'all doing it? How about use that picture? She drew of her bully to identify the bully and then talk to the parents of said bully. And let's try to get some straightening going on across the board. Let's get to a place of healing among all parties because the kid who's bullying probably got some trauma they projecting. The bully has traumatized this young woman enough to know, you know, enough to where she's drawing her bully. And instead of getting to the root of the issue, y'all come in and traumatize her even more. And to the parent who complained about the picture and told staff, call the police. Why? Why? How about call the young lady's parents? Her mother, Tamara Taylor, said she was called to the school but was not allowed, you know, to see her daughter. She wasn't informed that her daughter was, was handcuffed in front of staff and her peers. And they put her in a squad car and took her away without notifying the parent. What if that was your child? Maybe it's the cancer in me and I overthink things too much because I simply will treat you the way I want to be treated. I will simply treat your child the way I want my child to be treated. Why is that such a hard concept for people to grasp? So many people failed this 10-year-old little girl. All right, the parent who complained about this child, nothing wrong with complaining, but reach out to the parents of the child if you feel it's an issue. And, and the staff of the school, why would you call the police before you call this child's parents? And police, why would you respond by coming to the school, arresting her, and using excessive force? A 10-year-old girl? This is why some children are just simply wiser than adults. Okay, if this is, you know, the way adults are handling conflict resolution amongst kids, we as a society are doomed. And what's so sad about this, it's also proof that it is easier to build up a child than it is to repair an adult because only a bunch of hurt-ass adults in need of repair would do something like this to a child they should be building up. Please let Remy Ma give the Honolulu Police Department the Hanawai Elementary School and the parent who told the staff of Hanawai Elementary School to call the police on this 10-year-old girl the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Oh, yeah. Nah, this, it doesn't end there. Nope. 
Mm-mm. Not me being a Virgo. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't let it go. I'm petty. All right, that's I want, not even petty. I want everything. That's not even petty. That's just being a parent. I want you locked up. I need your house. <laughs> I need your what? car, your jewelry. I need your retirement. You're going to throw my 10-year-old into a, a squad car. She's going to be, she got trauma for the rest of her life. And don't even tell me as a parent. a picture on, of the bully. Because she on, drew man. a picture. Nah, I need all that. And, and, and drawing a picture of the bully to me is like a cry for help. So that's what I'm saying. Yes, you that's that a cry for help. Bully, you, look for, you look at the picture of the bully, you identify the bully, and then mm-hmm. you talk to the parents. And the parents come together and, you know, try to get some straightening amongst the, amongst each other and the kids. That's need, how you get to a place of healing. I need five minutes with you. Then, then if you got a wife, my wife needs five minutes with your wife. No, my 10-year-old. Like, like, like 10-year-old. Like, if you follow me on Instagram, London is eight. So two years older than her, 10. They're still playing on monkey bars. They're still playing tag outside. These are not high schoolers, college grads. These are kids. If you feel like somebody got to die when you're in situations Mm -hmm. like this, nothing wrong with that emotion. Feel it. And you ain't even got to worry about me. You got to worry about her grandfather. Her grandfather worse than me. And he'll feel like he ain't got nothing to lose. He feel like he old anyway, so it is what it is. And he's an ex-cop, so he know how to get away with this kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right, let me, let me see. You got my... Woosah. Let me woosah, man. It, Come on, it. I want to woosah. No. Do some breathing exercises. No. That's why I told you to read my grandmother's Five, hands by Resma Minicum. Because it's a lot of great two, practices that you could one. be practicing right now at the end of those chapters. All right, right. give you me high five. five. Give me a high five, right? Through your right. Body. That feels good. That's right. Go it, look in the mirror. Give yourself a high five, Ray. Pat him on the butt. Pat him on the butt, too. No, Red, don't. Remember what Mel Robbins said? Mel Robbins said, pat him on the butt. No. Releases good dopamine. Pat him on the butt, Red. You should have been here today, then. All right. <laughs> Shouldn't have been at home today. All right. Thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. What's your question for Ye? Okay, so my question is I've been dating this guy for two months now, and he's giving me gay vibes. <laughs> so, like, Envy, come back, yo. It was this one incident where. Um, I was on FaceTime with him, and he was at his guy friend's house. He ended up spending the night at his guy friend's house, and his guy friend had walked in front of the FaceTime, and he had on, like, a tidy panties. It wasn't b- at all. Wait, hold on. He had panties on? It was, like, a guy panties. I don't know. Like, oh, like tidy whities Boxer briefs. Yeah. Okay. And you could, like, see his pants and everything. Okay. And I was looking at my boyfriend at FaceTime, and he thought nothing of it. I just thought it was gay like i don't get it so wait a minute wait a minute i just i just walked in Charlemagne just called me back what happened <laughs> she she thinks that her boyfriend because of his uh relationship with his friends might be gay because but is that the only <laughs> thing that happened um yeah okay so somebody walked by in the background in tidy whities instead of boxers it was his guy friend yeah he spent the night at his house i mean guys crash at each other's houses all the time yeah I, that's, it depends i don't know that that alone is enough to say that how old are they um, they like 
25. 20. I don't know about that. Yeah. So, so, all right, so, which, yeah. so the signs you're seeing right now is they're walking around each other with their tidy whities It's on. one time. She said, so nothing yeah, else would happened. Would you let the expert speak? Nothing else <laughs> happened. the expert on gay issues. I mean, Envy he speak, spent a night at his guy friend house all the time, though. Okay, Envy. Instead Envy's, of your house. Envy used to do that. No, I did not. Instead of your house? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, listen. The guys up here play gay games all the time, so it's not really a. We big... don't walk around in tidy whities though. <laughs> now, uh, now, now, I will say I did. I did know somebody did who what? had a male roommate, and I did go to their door one time, and they was walking around in boxes. But I didn't think that. I mean, it's, they, I think guys are used to being yeah, around each other in their underwear, also like in locker room exactly. situations. You know, they take group showers, right? No, no group showers. But what other sign do you have, Mama? That's it. Um... I think that's it, yeah. I don't oh, know that um, that alone is enough. Is there any other reason? Like, did your intuition tell you something before this? Was there, like, little vibes you were picking up on or just this one incident? Um, he told me this guy was trying to, like, holler at him. Okay, well, and then what happened? Um, but this was in the bathroom when he went in the bathroom. But he didn't get his number or anything well, from what he told me. Okay, so he might be dropping little hints. I mean, look, you've only been dating him for two months, right? Yeah. So it's kind of early to tell, but you know, you trust yourself, you trust your intuition. If your intuition is telling you something, then you should follow that. But if you feel like you might be making too big of a deal out of things, then you should pay attention to that also. But time will tell. Okay. So I think you just got to really pay attention and, you know, see where, where that takes you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you should tell her the symptoms of restless anus, anal syndrome, too, just in case. You tell us. I don't I forget what they are. <laughs> Listen, how's your sex life with him? Just in case his booty get bored. Um, we haven't did it yet. Okay, so you guys haven't even had sex yet. No. Do you feel like he's attracted to you? He is, but he just looks feminine to me, like with the nose piercings. Um, nose piercings? Yeah. Mm. And y'all got some weird uh, reasons to think people look feminine. Like, Jesus Christ, Tupac had a nose ring. I don't know. He just looks feminine. I don't know. I don't know why you with him. All but you did was call him in. And, 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 and finding all kinds of reasons why. Try to finger test, mama. Okay. And listen, if he was bisexual, <laughs> would that bother you? Yes. Okay, because some people are okay with that. All right, well, well best you. best of luck to you. And it's only been two months, like I said. But listen, girl, before you sleep with him, make sure you ask any question you want to know. I always say, if you're going to allow somebody to have sex with you, you should be able to ask him anything that has to pertain to sex that you need to and to his body and all of that. I know that's right. All right, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Ask E. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit E now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi. Good morning, everybody. This is Lisa. Hey, hey Lisa. Lisa. What's your question for Yeezy? So, um, I have a problem, and uh, I'm dating a celebrity, and I can't say who he is, but, you know, he... He calls me when he can. Give us a hit. Give us a hit. Give us a hit. Envy, stop being a bird. Give us a little hit. Come on, mama. A little hit. (laughs) You guys know him. He's a friend of the club. Okay. But he's he's so sweet when we're together. And all of a sudden, he just ghosts me. When I go back home, I won't hear from him. I'll send him little pics and say good morning. He would send me, like, little emojis back and forth. But I feel like the relationship 
it's so cool when we're together. So I keep communicating with them. But in the long run, when I don't hear from him, I don't hear from him. Yeah, I mean, and, um, that's not your man. That's just somebody that you, you hook up with. Is he in a relationship? I'm, I'm hooking up with him. Yeah, but, I mean, we talk about relationship things. He's single and I'm single and all right. I mean, there you go. He's single. He's single and you're single. You're not in a relationship right. with him. So he doesn't owe you anything. You don't know how many other girls he's talking to. It looks like when you guys are together, it's all good, but it doesn't seem like he wants to be settled down. And right. where's he and, from? Envy, if you don't huh? stop. Where's he from? <laughs> uh, he's from New York. <laughs> what borough? Oh my gosh. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> I Envy, mean, this is the least of your concerns, I'm okay? Sorry, We're yeah. trying to help her out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's really the ball is in your court. Do you want to continue this relationship the way that it is where y'all hook up when you guys hook up and when he's not around, he's just not around and doesn't care? I guess that part of it doesn't bother me. It's not that, you know, I'm waiting on his call. I, I made him very clear that I, I'm not a groupie. I told him that from the jump. So, you know, we get along good. It's just that the ignoring part that part ignores me because as busy as i am he's busy too i just don't i don't appreciate that part of it does he live you know? in new york envy get out of here no. huh? <laughs> he doesn't live in new york no shut up envy but anyway okay so you told him that it bothers you when he ignores you mm-hmm. yeah and he just continues to do it yeah well there's yep. your answer right there it's not as important to him does he have kids yeah Evie, stop trying to figure out who it is. He's Goodness. Divorced. He's, he's divorced and everything, but I don't know. Yeah. Look, if you told him it bothers you, he continues to do it, and then you continue to hook up with him, nothing's going to change. Now, if you're okay with that, you're okay with that. My advice to you, though, is don't put your eggs all in that basket and hope that one day, and I know you say you don't, and it's okay to feel how you feel, by the way. It's completely right. human of you to be like, I don't like that he does this. I feel this way. It's just up to you if you're willing to accept it or not. Right. You right. know, right. I do yeah. I do want better for you, but if you're single and you have a good time with him, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't want you to prevent yourself and block yourself from being able to... to find the right person. When's the last time he put out a record? Maybe he's working on his music. When's the last time he put out a record? Um, He doesn't. He's not in the music industry. Damn, I don't know See, who he is See, you now. were wrong. I was wrong. All right. <laughs> he's not in the so, music no. business, but he's a friend to the show. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean... I guess because he's the only person that I was seeing at the time, and it, it doesn't bother me if he's dating somebody else. It's just like I, I feel like I need to be treated better. Right. And so I just need to be treated better then. And look, it's okay if it bothers you. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You, you don't have to act tough. You don't have to pretend something doesn't bother you if it does. Right, is right. He, is he a movie star, reality star? Is he a, a rapper? Is he a singer? He's not in the music all business. Of, all of the above, okay? <laughs> there you go. Envy really wants to teach. This game of taboo is not fun. I just want to let you know. This it's, game of taboo I, is this not This is fun. not taboo. I, don't, I, I, mean, I don't understand why Envy trying to blow the dude up. Private, you know, I just um, want to know for myself. He's why? Why, why? Why are you trying why? to blow the dude up? Why? Envy trying why to see if he's doing the same thing to him. <laughs> I'm just sing- uh, He said he's single. I'm just curious. Well, DM it, DM it to me. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
right. Thank you. Good Thank luck. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You All deserve right. better. You are beautiful. You are worthy. Give us a high five. High five. Yes, high five. You're right. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all. Bye-bye. All right, mama. Ask ye, 800-585-1051. What? I'm putting yeah, on my sneakers. Put I'm putting my sneakers on now, man. Leave me alone. I'm putting my socks on. And why your feet all sweaty from them furry Crocs? Don't his feet look sweaty? They're not sweaty. They're like stuck together, your toes. They're not stuck together. Oh, Envy, don't you got the OnlyFans foot page? No, somebody did make a page. It's not my, It's not an official page, though, but yes, I do have one. <laughs> it's not official. It's not an official page. All right, we got rumors on the way. Oh, Leave my feet alone. No. Get, this no, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, they're going to love that. Do that again. Get, no, get out of here, man. Yo, get out of here. Leave my feet alone. We got rumors on the way, ye. Leave my feet alone. Leave my feet alone. We got rumors on the way. Yes, and we'll talk about Dave Chappelle. And Netflix employees did do a walkout in protest over the Dave Chappelle special. We'll tell you what their demands were. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, according to reports, they're saying that Yaya Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather's daughter who also um, used to date NBA young boy and they have a baby boy together mm-hmm. is facing up to 20 years for the uh, stabbing of his other child's mother so this happened uh, quite a while ago right in April of 2020 and so she has not openly spoken about these assault allegations but they are saying that it has not gone away and she is facing up to 20 years wow Mm-hmm. Now, Delante West was arrested in Florida after an alleged drunken incident with cops. He spent Tuesday night in jail. He, according to an incident report, was initially stopped by the officers because he was yelling and banging on the glass doors at a police station. And he was holding open bottles of beer and vodka. In the report, they said he tried to walk away from the scene, but he was ordered to stop and put down the drinks. Initially, he compli- complied, but then he got up and put his hands inside his pants because one of the cops on the scene uh, then unholstered their taser. They, they said he responded to verbal commands and was ultimately handcuffed and arrested, but they did say he was belligerent in the back of a squad car. Squad car. All right, Tyler Perry's sisters has been renewed for season four by BET, so congratulations to them. Best comedy on TV, and it's not even close. Yeah, so that's season four, Tyler Perry's sisters, so congratulations, that's dope. Um, it's They actually uh, have also a premiere date for the Tyler Perry show, the Sisters After Show Edition, Second Conversation Special. Mm-hmm. That's going to be happening Wednesday, December 22nd. All right, and Snap has set a new original series uh, from Steph Curry, Addison Ray, and other people. The former series Level Up with Steph Curry will follow him as he mentors the next generation of stars and empowers them to raise their game. Addison Ray Goes Home, that's another series, as she returns to her roots in Louisiana, heading home for the first time since getting Hollywood success. Reunited is also, is also going to be on Snap, and it's going to tell the heartwarming stories of real-life people from across the U.S. who are going to great lengths to reconnect with their loved ones. All right, there's also A Fighting Chance with Anthony Joshua. It's a show centered on his uh, mission to give the younger generation of his community the mentor he never had. And Halle Berry... She was at the L Women in Hollywood event, and Lena Waithe admitted that she tried to convince her not to make her directorial debut, 
with the bruised movie because she was worried that Halle Berry was taking on too much at once. She said uh, when she came back to me a few weeks later, she told me she understood why I was scared because I love her and I wanted to protect her and she was right. But then she said, if I don't do this, I'll never forgive myself. I got to see what I'm made of. So Halle Berry not only directed that movie, but she also starred in it. And she said, it's been my honor and my privilege to direct my first film. What I learned along the way is that it's effing hard for all of us and it's hard for all of us as women to find our voice and step into our power and to assume that I had to learn how to do that in the last two and a half years so congratulations to Halle Berry she got her L honor at that event all right Netflix employees you know they had that protest because of Dave Chappelle's special mm-hmm. and uh, Ashley Marie Preston who helped organize the walkout said that she did invite Dave to come to the table to have a conversation and here's what she had to say the reality is I invited Dave Chappelle to have a transformative dialogue about the harm that was committed. He chose not to show up. So that's not cancel culture, that's avoidance of accountability. And once he has made that clear, it's no longer up to us to have a conversation with Dave Chappelle, but the people who signed the paycheck, and that's Ted. There has been a communication with Ted. Uh-huh. There's been some a- acknowledgement but not any tangible action to move on it. All right. In the meantime, Dave Chappelle is doing his tour in London. And he's also planning a 10-city U.S. tour of his Netflix special, The Closer, in the unlikely event that Netflix does pull the show. Fans who attended his sold-out London show yesterday said that he was talking about it uh, during the actual show. But the week-long U.K. tour he's doing has been completely sold out. And a lot of people were out there taking selfies in front of the marquee, but most of them did not want to talk to the press. Now, one person did say that he knew that this was going to be controversial, and he said, I think he was just asking for a dialogue to be open, and that's what I got from it, and I don't think that he's homophobic or anything like that. We don't think he's being rude or hurting anyone or being disrespectful. Uh, this, The person who said this was with uh, their girlfriend. They're gay. They're both lesbians. And she said that I was a little bit confused about the outrage because he didn't say death to trans people or trans people don't exist. It was more, these are my experiences and I'd like to talk more about it. So that's what I thought. But in the meantime, during this protest of Netflix, uh, they have some demands. Some of the things that they are asking for, they want to eliminate references or imagery of Dave Chappelle inside of the workplace, like any murals, posters, room names, or any type of swag. They That's also not they also want acknowledgement that the special causes harm to the trans community. They want trans and non-binary content investment. I think that's fair. They want investment in trans or non-binary content on Netflix comparable to our total investment in transphobic content. They want um, investment in multiple trans creators to make both scripted and unscripted programs across genres, amongst other things. So you can see their whole list of demands online. Yeah, and I mean, those are the things that make sense to me. I mean, I can't tell anybody how to protest, but yeah, instead of trying to get, you know, Dave Chappelle removed, get Netflix to do more programming with trans people. Yeah, write some scripts, come up with some concepts. You know, uh, who, who are the trans comedians? I only know Flame Monroe. I'm sure it's a bunch of them. Hell, get you get a trans comedian to write some jokes about Chappelle. You know, just make sure they're funny. But my point is, Netflix is not getting rid of Dave. So, yes, utilize that time and energy in other ways. And I think th- that way should be to get, you know, Netflix to invest in trans creators. I I, I think mm-hmm. that's smart what they're doing. Yes. They and also Netflix want them to, to hire transgender content executives in leading positions and promote an inclusive an inclusive environment for them. 
I think creating the kind of content you want to see on Netflix is is the right way to go. And I'm I'm 100% sure Netflix will do that. They're also asking for a disclaimer before the closer, saying that it contains transphobic language, misogyny, homophobia, and hate speech. That would kind of go against them not pulling it because I don't think that... Yeah, if that's this not, if that, feels yeah, that uh, way. Yeah, that's 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 an opinion, right? And you can't tell somebody what to be offended by. You know what I mean? But you know that's I don't think that's what Dave's intentions were. Like, why would he put that at the beginning of his special? Like, I don't think he was he wasn't right. purposely being transphobic, right. or homophobic, or whatever. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, Shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else's uh, The People's Choice mix is up next. And also, let me send a, a rest in peace and condolences to Krug. Uh, Krug is a, a friend of mine from Brooklyn. He uh, passed away yesterday. If you follow a bunch of people on Instagram, you've been seeing they saying rest in peace. So I just want to say rest in peace to Krug and condolences to his family. All right? The mix is and up. I want to say uh, happy, uh, definitely uh, sending that brother's family healing energy. And I also want to say um, happy Heavenly Born Day to, to my partner, Jazz Fly, Jasmine Waters. She'd have been 41 years old today. So dropping the clues bombs for uh, Jasmine Waters. Jazz Fly. Right. Happy Heavenly Born Day to you. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman. It's the breakout collection from the youngest poet in history to read at a presidential inauguration, and it's an instant classic. Sign up for a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Issa Rae for joining us this morning. Man, big Issa Rae, big boss Rae, real estate Rae, whatever you want to call her. Issa out here doing her thing. Absolutely. Yes, don't forget Sunday, Insecure, Season 5, which is the final season premiere, I'll be watching. I know we all will. Yeah, and it's just, I'm telling you, man, it's just special to, uh, you know, watch the impact that Issa Rae has on, you know, young black women. Like, I mean, I, I, I just know so many young black women from so many walks of life who, like, really, really, really look up to Issa Rae, and she pours into a lot of of people like Issa walks in the room Issa speaks to everybody and I always say man if you want to see the true character of a person watch how they treat people who can't do anything for them and it's a lot of things I've seen in, and heard of Issa doing behind the scenes that people may not know about so yeah she's she's absolutely the real deal so salute to Issa Rae alright when we come back positive notice to Breakfast Club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now have a great day out there. And Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, this is a simple positive note. Maybe it's not, but I just want folks to know that when you notice your mental health declining, just do one small thing that brings you peace. Take a shower, you know, eat, 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 eat your favorite comfort food, you know, speak to a loved one. Step outside, breathe the fresh air, look up at the sky. One little step is all you need to remind yourself that this is not permanent. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?